Welcome back, everybody, to Top Drawer Podcast. Adam and Alex are here with you. It is the uh, first match week into the Christmas fixture list. It's match week 12. We've also commenced match week 13 with two kickoff matches today. Um, so we're in it. want to wish everybody out there uh, a happy fifth now, presumably when you're listening, sixth day of Hanukkah, uh, you know, and all the other wonderful holidays out there when, when the when the football starts being played and you don't know what damn day it is, you truly know it is the festive season. So we're going to get right into it. Match Week 12 rundown right now. Teus Klitsch's sixth-minute penalty opened the scoring, but some quality play over the remaining 80 minutes sees West Ham score twice to get the three points. West Ham 2 leads 1. And a match whose football was second to the officiating, complete with 11 yellows, 2 reds, 94th minute penalty that was the game's only goal and Jao Matinho a 10-year professional with 327 matches played without a red card until that day would it surprise you to know that the official was Mike Dean of course it wouldn't Villa over Wolves 1-0 the fastest goal of the season helped Newcastle kick on against Eastern European nightclub FC but it was Dwight Gale's 82nd minute goal that provided the difference as Newcastle win 2-1 United hosts City in the Manchester Derby, and it was a good thing there weren't any fans in attendance because that was fucking dreadful. Nil-nil. A brain scan may be in order after Richarlison continues to think he's someone other than Richarlison after he damn near tried to fight Gilfie Sigurdsson over who was taking the penalty. After Gilfie calmly slotted it in, that was enough to dispatch Chelsea 1-0. Footballing powerhouse Southampton against bottom dweller resigned to their fate, being relegated Sheffield, ended about as good as it could for Chris Wilder and his men as Ralph's red machine march on, 3-0. In the battle of which chicken team do we want to win, as my four-year-old asked me, Crystal Palace and Tottenham share it all, 1-1. Liverpool, not to be outdone by United and City, decided they too should sleepwalk through their match, as a lively Fulham were Hard done by a second-half Mohamed Salah penalty to share the points. Fulham won, Liverpool won. How many managers do you think Granite Jaka can get fired during his stay in London? Aubameyang scores, but it was an own goal. Just like old Daichi drew it up, I'm sure. Burnley won, Arsenal nil. And the Rodgers collapse must still be stewing to something fierce because Leicester go third in the table after a double by James Madison and a goal and an assist by Jamie Vardy. They drop Brighton 3 0. Alex, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Had a great weekend and now week of football coming at us hot and fast. You love to see it. That's very kind of you to put on a happy face and say you had a great weekend of football. Yeah, after I mean, there were, other, that derby. there were other matches to watch, I suppose. However, I, I do want to say all the ones that I chose to watch over the weekend. All turned into snooze fest. 1-1 draws, 0-0 draws. The fun ones, Southampton, 3-0. Uh, Leicester, 3-0. All the ones I didn't watch apparently had the goals and had any of the fun moments in them. But. Yeah, well, you know, such is life, such is life. Um, there was, it was kind of touch and go on a lot of the matches. Um, you know, some of the ones that we thought were going to be spicy, you know, United and City, that was arguably I mean that was like I expect that from Stoke Swansea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I don't 
<laughs> it was it was hard. It was a hard watch, man. It was, and, and I had to spend some time to take off my my United blinders for a little bit. As much as that this year, I don't like having them on at all. Um, because right during the match and post match, when everyone was saying how boring of a match it was, I agreed that it is and was. I was like, was it that bad? I mean, there was plenty of chances. And then I rewatched some highlights and, and rewatched parts of the game, and I went. Yeah, okay. Oh, I, there I it couldn't is. Eat. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking watching this, but I mean, it was just I was watching my team playing the Manchester Derby. So every, any minute it could have kicked off. The problem is, you know, it just didn't at any point. It just didn't. You were left sitting at the 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 fancy restaurant mm-hmm. table all by yourself. Yep. yep. All dressed up with candles lit and a bottle of wine on ice. And I'm by myself. Everybody talking about you as they walk exactly. by and you just don't dare make eye contact. Yeah. Um, you know what what kind of really surprised me was a lot of a lot of low scoring and 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 shutouts mm-hmm. right you know Liverpool they slept walk i mean that looked like that looked like Aston Villa 7-2 all over except Adrian wasn't in goal. right right so that that like, it, oh my gosh it was a hard watch it was a hard watch i mean Palace and Spurs the one thing that kind of like popped into my head when I'm looking at all this was are we seeing maybe some of the toll of the teams in Europe? I I and the matches they're playing. I mean, cuz short of short of Leicester, right? I mean, let me let me run down the list. I mean, Chelsea lose 1-0, City draws 0-0, United, obviously that's the other hand on that. Mm. Leicester win three 0 but Liverpool and Spurs won one. I mean, and and then Spurs were in control. It was a late Palace goal, so I, I don't want to make it too unfair to them. I mean, they weren't as bad as Liverpool probably was. No, and, and, and tossing uh, Tottenham in with the one ones with all the rest of the draws that weekend probably is a little unfair to Tottenham, but. Here they are sitting still at in first place, but that's a bad game to to drop. That was a bad weekend to drop points if you're Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, especially I mean, Liverpool play Tottenham next. Mm-hmm. Not to look forward too much, but you know, early days still, plenty of matches to play. It's only match week twelve now. Yeah, got what twenty six twenty six yeah. left. Yeah, I can do my gazuntas. So you got twenty six left. Plenty of time to make up points, um, but. Would have been nice, right? Would have been nice to really create at least a buffer, right? So, I mean, that way we're going into the Liverpool match. If you're Tottenham, you have what a four point spread now, or a three, whatever it is right. now. So you lose that. So now it now it turns into an almost a must win game, right? Because then it goes to now I need Liverpool to lose a match now to regain control. And you never want to be sitting in that position, especially this early. You'd rather just kind of be walking away with it. But correct, correct. So. What I know, uh, I think we were talking about this a little bit earlier. What you, what did you think? We both, we both watched this. What did you think of the Everton Chelsea on its whole? Obviously, one nil Everton. A lot of people, I think we both had, we both had Chelsea picked on this. Mm-hmm. One. Just and let me, let me actually get into that. Uh, you were five and five on the match week. I was four and six on the. Hey match now. Week. Uh, your best call was probably 
probably Newcastle. Yeah, the cup or Villa coming off that bye week. Newcastle yeah, was. Uh, my best call was the Sean Dyche special yeah, for Burnley. Burnley. You called it out right. Dropped, <laughs> dropped Arsenal's ass like a sack of potatoes. Oh my gosh, that thing is a dumpster fire. That and you had uh, um, you had Nuno and Wolves beating. Uh, well, going into this week, yeah. right? So this is we we kind of had to do. We had the double dip today on Tuesday, on the fifteenth. So we covered those. So I had, you know, shout out Pedro Neto. Nice ninety uh ninety fifth minute yep. winner against um against Chelsea. But not to look too far ahead before we, you know, cross match week twelve. We had Chelsea. I'm sure a lot of people had Chelsea. We described Everton as the team that was trying to hold their lead between their fingers like a handful of water. Mm-hmm. And it was sh- it was slowly but surely slipping through their fingers, and there was nothing they could really do about it. Um but they got down in the muck, and Carlo had them drilled. Um, fans were in attendance mm-hmm. again, you know, two thousand. But I think you've seen the difference it can make. I mean, Fulham was raucous for Liverpool, yeah. and Chelsea come away with absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean, I I think it it, it Frank and Chelsea got got bogged down in playing a little uh, Carlo ball down in the weeds, bouncing around in midfield and trying to, to win the ball back in places where you probably shouldn't be tossing challenges in. Uh, I mean, uh, Everton did a good job of absorbing pressure. And and to be honest, I think this turned down to which goalkeeper was going to make a bigger mistake first. And now you would expect this with Kepa if he was in the sticks. The problem was it was your... Uh, you definitely expect it with Pickford. Yeah, so, uh, but you get it from Eduardo Mendy first. Uh, Edward Mendy, pardon me. Uh, he comes out and he smokes Calvert-Lewin. I don't know why he decided he wanted to come 18 yards into his box or out from his goal and just run over uh, Calvert-Lewin um, to give away the penalty. I don't I don't know what that was about. I don't... Yeah, that was... That's one of those mistakes where when you see it, like, played back, you can kind of tell, like, this is probably the point where he's realizing, I, I don't need to be coming no, out. No, I shouldn't be here. Yet, in his mind, he's saying, okay, well, I've made the mistake, and he continues to go, but there's still like three or four steps, maybe not that many, but there's still like two or three steps where he can still take and then still correct the Mm -hmm. error, right? And at no point does he realize, just stop. Right, because I mean, he's coming out, and and it starts with with a a ball over top to uh, uh, DCL, and he heads it backwards he spins around from his defender and basically just heads it to himself and then he toe flicks it away from mendy but by that time it's take the ball has taken him would take him out of the box to go retrieve the ball it would have been tough for him to gather return i mean because he was out so far and it was relatively center of goal so it's not like dcl had a short angle Mm -hmm. that he had to work with um but yeah he makes a mistake did you see Richarlison literally just go full NFL? You know, I didn't. I didn't see the confrontation. Syndrome? No, I just saw that Sigurdsson uh, had the penalty. Yeah, so he comes up. So he's uh, Gilfie's standing at the spot, and he's got the ball in his arm. And Richarlison like comes up on Gilfie's left from behind him, turns directly in front of him, and just leans his forehead and like touches the bridge of his nose against him. His and is just in his face. Then Allen has to come up and like pull him off. 
Yeah, that's like you're you're man, never you're, winning that, my dog. Like you're never taking that ball out of uh, Gilfie's If you want to do it, if you well, I mean, it's not even that you know Gilfie is some just you know almighty penalty taker. But if you want to have that fight, do it after, right? Right, or do yeah, do it on the training ground, right? You're not doing has this there ever, on the pitch. Has there ever been a time that the ball was then like given up? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you wanted it that bad. Yeah, here you go. Sorry, I didn't know. If you My if bad, you would have just said something, yeah, okay, right. And it's not like uh, Richarlison was on a hat trick or anything, right? He was. He just wanted a goal. I don't think he has a single goal from open play this year. I, I'm almost 100 percent positive. That sounds right to me. In fact, I'll put a paycheck on it. But yeah, I mean, part of me wanted him to get that penalty, and then, and then just see it. him just just doink it. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of why Gilfie just did a nice little slow roll into the uh, into the back of the net. Wasn't even in the corner. Wasn't hard. Just on the ground. Just side-footed slow roll. Opposite way of the keeper and just go, there you go. That's how you take a penalty. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you go from Mendy uh, having giving away this terrible penalty to give away, uh, and then Pickford for like anywhere from like the 20th minute to like the 29th minute, he's over here making Maybe not great saves, but very, very good saves, and which for him is outstanding, absolutely outstanding. What I took from it though is he almost had some absolute Jordan Pickford. Well, this is why I said from twentieth minute to twenty ninth minute because any time past that, he is all over the place, and I don't know what he's doing. I forget the timestamp on it, but I'm sitting back and I'm having a coffee and playing with the kids and. The ball's played back to him, and he slips. Mm-hmm. Ah, Liverpool fan talking about slips. I got it. Thanks. It's real original, all of you guys. You can stop writing in now. But he slips. He falls on his face. And he gets up, and then he plays the ball out of bounds. And then immediately, hopping, mm-hmm. stretching his hip. Oh, he's making his face. And then I forget the mistake that he did next. He did another one. And, like, he's again, like, stretching. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's like Neil Maupay's penalty yeah. mix where like 45 seconds later he's down and his fucking leg well, doesn't and, work. And there's one where he, he has a uh, – it's not the same as Mendy's, but but he comes flying out, right? And he's on the edge of his 18-yard box directly in front of goal. Just comes flying – he's got like four defenders there and there's like one or two attackers. And he comes flying out over everybody and double fists it maybe 10 feet further out. Mm-hmm. And then he falls to the ground and has to scramble to his feet and like bear walk b- back to the goal to then get back in goal because the attack's still on. Because you came out, you hit it, and it, and it trickled away from you about 10 feet. <laughs> you got to hit it a little harder than that, my man. He is the absolute epitome of like the geeked up try hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? The like, just calm it down. Calm it down. You know. Play the game. Yeah, it's okay, and and you see it, man. You see it. In all of his mistakes. I don't. I don't know what it, they got. They have to be going for somebody in January, right? Well, they brought in Olsen yeah. from Roma, and he's had one yeah. start, and so, and I mean, that was when pick. That's when Carlo uh, said, "Well, we won't play him for the United game yeah. or whatever yeah. for some reason." Yeah. And uh, I, I, Pickford did his damnedest to to give that game away. It was just many was just a little better at it as Mendy is for most goalkeepers. Yeah. Just a little better at it. But, you know, so so one nil, Chelsea dropped some points, not looking good doing it. Um not there wasn't any movers or shakers like we said across the entire board. Leicester come up, um Southampton obviously come up a bit. 
but City couldn't really break in. I think if City would have won, they would have they would have started getting into that top eight. Mm-hmm. Really started and with the game in hand, yeah. Either would have really been in a nice, yeah. I mean, nice position. It swings both ways for United and City. Either if either would have won, it would have taken them into the top four before you know Tuesday today, um, and they still would have both had a game in hand there. So yeah, I mean, I, City couldn't capitalize just as much as Chelsea couldn't capitalize, um, and I think that's kind of where, I mean, I think I think we should focus on those two for a little bit. Um, because we we've been a little flippy floppy on I don't I don't know if that's the right terminology, but we've gone back and forth a bit on Chelsea. We don't really think Frank Lampard is legit, but we've tried to give him a little bit. I know we heaped a little praise last week on him. Um But I, I don't know that they're any good. And same thing for City. When you look at their body of work for what we're a third the way into the season, I don't think either of them are particularly any good. Yeah, so a question I ask myself with City is who are they if they get a fit Sergio Aguero back? Mm-hmm. He was on the bench today. I don't believe he featured. Yeah, he did. He came in at the end. Did he yep. come in late? Okay. So he was on the bench. He he got his first run for the whole of the season. He yep. had that knee injury at the end of last year. Because Gabriel Jesus just isn't it. No. He can score in a team like Manchester City, but it's it's not off his. I don't I don't want to say not off his hard work because I don't want to put him down as yeah. as someone who isn't doing it. But I just don't think he's the quality. What well, he is carried yeah. from everyone around him. I mean, take all the shots you want at Roberto Firmino, but in the national team, Firmino outplays and outshines. Jesus, when given the mm-hmm. chance, whether he's starting or he's coming off, he just doesn't. He's not leading your line, right? Well, yeah, and right? I, I don't think Jesus is a a striker to begin with. I think they're using him um, as as best a number nine as they have when Aguero's not out because it's either him up top or it's Sterling up top, and Sterling's definitely not your number nine. Um, yeah. So, but so you know what. What are they going to be when he comes if he comes back if he's firing because I mean he's not not a spring chicken nope. right he's been around um, he's on the wrong side of three zero mm-hmm. and and especially for a striker for someone like him luckily he's got uh, so many people in the box and also luckily they have that awesome uh, trick play that no one knows about on how they score they did it again today. You know, take a winger down to the byline and pull the ball back across the 18-yard mm-hmm. box for a late runner right down the middle. Done that for four years now, or ever since Pep's been Can't there. Can't seem to and crack no the code. no one can figure it out. Can't crack the codes. It's, it's maddening. But you're right. You know, today, again, not to get too far ahead, but sitting down, I was watching it, and I went, who the hell is that center back? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Nathan Ake. Yep. So Nathan Ake and Ruben Diaz are in there. Last week, John Stone started over Merrick Laporte, mm-hmm. which was odd. Um, you wonder if that is really form or if it's more between his ears. Yeah. But they are seemingly patching the back line together. However, I don't know. Just because it hasn't leaked doesn't mean it's structurally sound. Right. 
You're getting some really good play out of Mares right now, things like that. They and that's what's so. I, I guess that's what's so confusing with City is you have all of this talent that can mask so many shortfalls mm-hmm. and can really push you for a for a while. Right, you can get so much out of having that much talent and that much cohesion through your best players. Because let's face it, their best players have been together in the system for many years. Right. Well, I mean, I think we talked about it last week. Uh, you know, it, it's easy to not have to play great defense when you hold the ball in the opposing team's final third, whether you're scoring or not. But as long as the ball is up there, your defense can relax a bit. Also with Chelsea, you have Conte. Similarly, in uh, for City, you have uh, Fernandinho's hanging out back there and 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 commanding um, that area. I mean, when we look at so they drew nil nil in a boring, boring. Manchester Derby uh, with United. W- when you look at that game, I was listening to some of the commentators and pundits afterwards, and they were kicking around, you know, trying to say who's a point better for and who also looked better. Everyone said a point's better for City, but United looked better or, or just their style of play. I don't really care about the latter part of that. Who does a point work better for here? Although United was ahead of them in the table, I think. I think the point helps United more because City's in this weird I don't I don't want to call it a slip, but so so they lose to Tottenham, then then they wipe Burnley and wipe Fulham, but that's a bunch of nothing. Draw at a weak weak don't know what they're doing United team. And then today come out and draw, now albeit from an own goal, draw 1-1 with uh Eastern European Nightclub FC. I mean, you start to think where, right, they're not bleeding goals. I mean, this that was their first goal they gave up in four matches today, and it was an own goal. But at the same time, they're not scoring as many in the last two matches. When they do score, it's against 17th place teams at the time. You know, I don't know if it's a defensive issue, but it doesn't seem the attack has any cohesion at the point. They can hold the ball, but what are they doing with it? Where, where are they going with it? Yeah, so I mean they just I'm gonna run through real quick. So three one City over Wolves, five two Leicester over City, one one draw City and Leeds, one nil City win over Arsenal, one one uh draw with West Ham, one nil City win over Sheffield, one one draw with Liverpool, two nil Tottenham win over City, excuse me, five nil City over Burnley, two nil City over Fulham, nil nil draw with United and again. 1-1 draw with uh, West Brom. So you've got a match where they've scored three, two matches where they've scored two, and a match where they scored five. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's either been nothing or one. Right. And, and, out, so, and out of those <laughs> out of those uh, five wins you just listed there, the three, the two twos, and the, and the five, wh- which one of those is your convincing? We're a third the way through the season now, just about. Which one of those is your statement game that you have out of wins? Right? Is it five nil against at the time a seventeenth place Burnley side? Two right. nil against I mean, the Fulham side? Like you got a you got a current tenth place Wolves that lost three one to City right. in City's first match, Wolves A second match, I believe. I think that was I think that might have been Wolves first no, match. Wolves no, played, couldn't have been, yeah, they, were, they were fifth. Yeah, okay. Wolves played yeah. uh, the week prior. Yeah, so so uh uh a yeah, current so, I mean, tenth if you place look, Wolves side. That's your best win of the year? 
And you can't even really call it that because, I mean, that was a team that was figuring it out, right? They may have been fifth there, but, I mean, we saw that they really had to – losing Connor Cody has Mm -hmm. really – I mean, today they went to their preferred back five or their back three with wingbacks, Mm -hmm. right? With um, I don't know if it's Don Decker on the left and Semedo on the right, but they went to the back three for the past two matches where they did not fare well. They were at a back four. So losing Connor Cody has really just kind of put them in this weird flux where they haven't been the same team. Now, granted, Wolves tend to start um, pretty slow, and they kind of ramp up. I think this is their best start, technically, in the PL through this many match weeks ever. I believe Um, But again, yeah, I mean, you've got wins over current 10th place, 15th, 20th, 17th, and 18th. You've lost to the current first place team and the third place team. You have draws against the current 14th, uh, 7th, 2nd, 9th, and 19th. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, what, and I think the question is what any of that do you build on, right? Do you build on your 1 0 win over an Arsenal side who is sitting 15th in the table? And to be fair, that was what? Week four or their their match week four match week five for everybody else, you yep. know it, it is that what you build on? Because if so, you've done they've done a shit job at building on that. And so to be forward. fair, you know if we really look at this, so we've we've got to play both sides, right? So if we're saying that, well, you know, if you take away City's five no win over Burnley, what have they done offensively? Well, if you look, if you take away Leicester beating them five two, City's only given up more than one goal one time mm-hmm. other than that. And that was to Tottenham and the two no loss. Yeah. They're either ones or zeros. So it's almost like we anticipate their back line to be poor, mm-hmm. right? Because it's been in shambles and it probably looks poor. There are times where they look vulnerable. The goals at the time probably didn't look great. And you could see this was an error, right? This was a goal led to from an error. Right from you know your your defensive midfield or your back line but at the same time you have to ask okay well we're used to city playing all this expansive offensive football and it's just not there so does that somehow are we being too harsh on the defense and it's really because this lack right this vacuum of offense or at least offensive and like output yeah. from them it's they're they're playing well and and they can do things but they're not getting they're not getting the goals, right? You know, Kevin is just crossing everything into the box. Yeah, who absolutely no. I mean, if you watch, if you watch the derby, it was you know there was some beautiful passages of play from City. They would hold the ball for four or five minutes at a time, and then within that, have three or four very intricate ticky tacks in the box. Cross, you know, dive to the byline, bring it across to a trailing Ron Sterling coming in late in the box. But you know, if you don't put the ball in the back of the net, at some point, all of that is for naught. Right, you're not doing anything with it. Right, the only the it only stat that me, means anything is the goals on the goal sheet at, at the end of the day. Yeah, and it makes me wonder. And I, I wish I would have had this thought prior and had the information in front of me to kind of expound on it. Um, Fernan Torres, right? Mm-hmm. He had the hat trick in the Champions League. I believe he's got one PL goal on the season. You know, is it just trying? And you know. It's not easy to walk into a Pep Guardiola side, whether it's usurping the guy in front of you 
or just being able to play how he wants you to play. Because there's something to be said about that. You know, in these teams like a Jose Mourinho team and a Jurgen Klopp side, it's not just about if you can do, you know, or if you are better than who's in front of you head up. You know, managers like this, you every every person has a job Mm -hmm. and a role to play. And if you don't know it, and if you can't faithfully execute it all of the time, you're not going to get that time in. No, they'll, they, However, they'll play a, a, a worse, and probably worse is too strong a word, but a not as talented player who will play the system more effectively. Because the system is what's key, right. right? I mean, you have to have talent to do it. Anyone who tells you different is a Burnley fan, mm-hmm. right? Burnley has results with system with a system and not much talent right? relative to the rest of the league. Now they stay up and they flirt with fifth place till about February, mm-hmm. most years. And then they fall down to their and 14th, then, 15th where they belong. Yeah, or they'll stay tight. I mean, but it, that's the system without talent. Mm. You look at a pep side, a clop side, things like that. Those are, I mean, we talked about it last week. Liverpool have given up less goals now that Van Dyke's out. And it's not because Van Dyke is bad whatever, but it shows that they're able to carry on with a defensive midfielder and a second or third choice center back. And everything still works the same because the system is the same thing with Mourinho, right? He got a couple of pieces. The system's been in place for almost a full year now at Tottenham. And you're seeing it, Mm -hmm. right? These things can be interchangeable. I just wonder with Torres, you know, if we don't, if Aguero doesn't come back or if he gets hurt again and Torres isn't putting Jesus out of the side mm-hmm. or at least splitting time, even time with him. You know, you gotta you gotta I'm gonna start to wonder what about it. Cause I mean he's got he looks to be what you would want over a Gabriel Jesus. He's bigger, he's more imposing, he's gonna be more of a target man for De Bruyne, for Mares. We've got all these creative players deep behind him and out wide that you're gonna need, you got to figure it out because I think their defense has done enough to to allow them to. I mean, like you said, they were gonna go top four if they want. Yeah. So they're there, but it just seems like they're treading water, and I think we've kind of felt that way the whole season that we're just waiting for them to tell us who they are now. Are they on the way down or not? And maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe we don't get that answer this year. Maybe they, you know, stay in the Champions League spot, but they never kick on. I mean, they've only lost twice, but you've got five draws to five wins, which just, if this was any other year in the past four or five years, they would be well outside. Yeah. Well, and so I heard something uh, during the Manchester Derby. I don't know if Arlo White said it or somebody had said it, or maybe I read it somewhere, uh, that Pep Guardiola, just like kind of an on average, is not substituting as much as we would expect him to, and indeed as most of the other Premier League managers are subbing. Like so, for the West Brom game uh, today on Tuesday, he only did he only used two substitutes, and one of them was to take off Mendy and put Kyle Walker on, right? The other one was to bring on Aguero um, for Phil Foden, who started, right? So he still had a substitute to use, and he leaves Bernardo Silva on the bench. He leaves Riyad Mahrez on the bench. 
he leaves uh, Torres on the bench. With a substitute to give, right? It's not like he replaced them with somebody else, right? And was just out of subs and made a poor decision, as Ali likes to do. He left a sub on the bench. Now, I don't know. I don't, I don't pretend to know the inner workings of uh, Manchester City Football Club, but I can't imagine that Silva, Torres, and Mares sitting on the bench is helping them out in any particular way, especially when you've only scored one goal from open play during a game against a 19th place West Brown team. I'll tell you this, uh, Bernardo Silva sitting on the bench probably was helping them because ever since that little, uh, that little whatever you want to call him, decided not to clap for Liverpool mm. in, the, in the guard of honor, he has not done a damn thing. No. Now, granted, that is uh, no correlation or even cause. No, I don't think it's either. That is just someone who is... Someone who is on your list. You like having in your team. Yeah. You can't stand if he's not kind of guy, mm-hmm. which is fine. Pl- plenty of guys like that, and that, you know, everybody needs to have them. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, not too upset personally that he seems to have forgotten how to kick a football. No, but but I mean, I I don't know, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem. So what about so? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just just no, just ahead. to wrap up city. I think I don't know. I, I don't see where where the growth is coming and where where the let's build on let's get a foundation and build on right. I mean, it is interesting to look at and see how few goals they have given up, uh, and I wonder if that is a credit to the defense. And maybe this will be something I pay more attention to in the weeks to come. Uh, is their defense really as porous and 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 strapped together as we think it is, or is it better than we think it is? Or maybe are they just you know. Is possession in their in City's final third, you know, ten percent by most of the teams that that uh, they play. I don't know. Uh, it's right, but this is interesting to look at. One or zero goals given up, except for Leicester, except for Tottenham, and both of which are top three teams uh, right. when they played them, and even uh, still today. So, uh, yeah, no. I, so turn in, turn into the other side of the coin. Hmm. You t- you brought up Chelsea, yeah. And so we may have been a bit premature. It's not the first time in my life I've been premature <clears throat> about something. Hey, oh, man, they had a bad, bad week. Yeah. Weekend into week. Dropping the 1 0 to Everton, like we talked mm-hmm. about, and then today losing to Wolves. Uh, if you look at the chart that you put together. Yep. And you have wins against the current 16th place club, Brighton, the current 12th place club, Crystal Palace, current 17th place club, Burnley, 20th place, Sheffield, 13th place, Newcastle, 14th place, Leeds. That's not a strong resume of victory. Nope. Crystal Palace, 4-0. Uh, they were in sixth at the time. They're 12th place now. That was Mendy's first game. And then you've got draws against 19th place West Brom, 4th place Southampton, 9th place United, losses to 2nd place Liverpool, 1st place Tottenham, now 8th place Everton, and 10th place Wolves. So you're not dropping terrible games, mm. right? You're not saying, oh my God, you know, they, they lost to Burnley. Right. They lost to Fulham. One, two, eight, and ten, respectively, for the standings today. That's not awful. 
Uh, four losses in 13 games probably isn't the best stat to have. But it's wildly average. Mm-hmm. It is. It's beating up on teams you should beat up on, which no one no one needs to apologize for winning a match ever. Right? That's what you should do. Uh, they had a little slip up against the West Brom. I mean, things like that happened. To be fair, they were down 3-0 at halftime. Mm-hmm. Everybody remembers that match in September. Um, but you're losing, you're losing matches to, you know, prior to really good teams, which is, you know, that happens, right? You know, you've got the first and the second place team that you've lost to. One of those matches was with Kappa and that was against Liverpool. Mm -hmm. Um, but Tottenham, or excuse me, no, they didn't lose. No, Tottenham was a draw. Yeah. That was a draw. I colored that one wrong. So my mistake. Um, did I miss any other draw? No, okay. So there was only three losses. Yeah. But so you've got three losses, two on the bounce though, against Everton and now Wolves. I think but, I think that's what's more alarming than maybe the overall picture of it so far is so it's three losses in their last four, right? Uh and then the win that they had in between there was to a fourteenth place lead side who is I mean, I dare say falling apart at the seams. At least it feels like it. Uh, the last couple of weeks, you know, I know we we were kind of pulling for them. We were having fun with them at the start of the season. But that's not, I mean, a win's a win. You take it. But I don't think that's anything to, to really uh, praise them too heavy about. And so if you take that out of there, there's three losses right there. Two of them back-to-back in, the la- in, in one week, 10 days, really. Yeah, I mean... It's it's tough to really it's tough to say anything too harsh. I mean, I'm not gonna be harsh on them, right? I mean, they're they're in fifth place, but they have, I believe, it's what four points. They're four points worse than they were last four year. Four points worse than twenty six points. Yeah. And and they spent three hundred million this year. Right. Timo Werner's been wildly underwhelming. underwhelming. Yeah. Kai Harvards has been wildly underwhelming Mm -hmm. however we did allude to possible problems on the horizon with uh zx going out yeah yeah now three matches ago right i mean pulls his hamstring and then you've got no goals to everton and then one goal to wolves yeah i mean we we talked about it last week who's gonna pull the strings mason mount Right. We, we we talked about this and we didn't, I mean, he's going to have to. Right. And I mean, I was watching today a little bit. I didn't catch the entire match. Um, the, he had a couple decent free kicks. I think he dinked one off the crossbar from a decent way out, but, but things like that, he can hit, we know he can do those things. What I need right. him to do and what Chelsea needs him to do is to sit as that eight or that false nine or whatever you want to call it and just be pulling the strings. Give it to your Kevin De Bruyne, where I can cross the box from 50 yards outside the penalty area and put it on the penalty spot for somebody to put their head on. Who's doing that? Well, the issue is that's Kai Havertz. That's what he was bought for. Right. That's what he should be doing. That is what he has not done. Well, no, now, but also, Werner, I don't know that he's playing in the positions to be doing that. Frank has him on the right, high up the pitch the right, to where yeah. I don't know where he expects him to get the ball and then distribute that to other than... uh outswinging cross into the box. I mean, I don't know what else he can do there. Yeah. It's tough because you've got so much youth, Mm -hmm. right? You have youth and you have 
a lot of players from other leagues. And Havertz and Werner have both spoke out about how much more physical and less time on the ball you have here in England than you do in Germany. Mm -hmm. And that's fair. However, you're 12 weeks in now. So, yeah, you've been training with the club, right? You've been playing. You... It wasn't completely foreign to you because both those guys have played in Europe. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've played against um, other guys like that. You know, it's it's not. It shouldn't be that difficult. No, to start to adjust your game no, I'm, if you're able. Yeah, to. I mean, you're an elite athlete, and to be fair, we've everybody's. And you know, I here I am, uh, a fat man sitting down talking about this, but That's right. everybody knows that the Premier League is harder and faster than any other league everybody knows this and I'm, I'm i'm almost getting to the point where okay well we need to give them half a season to to figure it out okay well how about how about they just come in as professionals play one two games and go okay i can see the adjustments it'll take time for me to get perfect at it but i can make the adjustments in but at the same time i mean if you're i'm not gonna muscle Conte of off the ball now i i see this and i'm not one going to of try. the things one of the things mentioned today in the city match in the first half was West Brom were pressing to the point where city were on the ball longer than they would want to mm. per player. They were, you could see them thinking yeah. where they normally don't Now Maybe that's because you had a back pairing of, uh, Ruben Neva or Ruben Diaz and, uh, Nathan. Okay, Ake. Yeah. You know, not exactly fluid, and maybe not their strong suits. Um, but same thing with um, with Chelsea and, and their, their, their two German youths, if you mm-hmm. will. If you don't have it, right, or if you don't have that gear to understand and then be able to execute it, right? It, I mean, it's not something where you can just turn on this anticipation that you just weren't using prior right. or didn't have. You can't just, all right, well, let me just crank my anticipation. Mm. Some people can, you know, when, when pressed into being in a situation like that, you know, the game can evolve. Yeah. And unfortunately, some can't. And you see it from lots of players. Um, and it's, it's tough because you can't tell until you really get in the water with mm-hmm. them. And so... Spent a lot of money on Kai. Spent a lot of money on Werner. Upfront money, too. And big wages on it. So, you know, if they're going to have people like Pulisic being out, uh, ZH being out, they're going to need to step up. Or they're going to be in some trouble. At best, they're going to continue to meddle in being average. This, this top four side that's really not, they're really not going to make a real challenge because they're going to get bumped down when they hit that that like talent or upper level talent yeah. they're going to they're going to drop every time well and and I don't know what precisely frank wants them to be doing right i i know we've talked about this we might be broken record uh for a minute but like i don't know the system right it's kind of like arteta i know he, he wants to play out from the back got it okay what's next right so like so he starts drew up top uh got Tammy Abraham on the bench i get abraham's not your go-to number one striker drew all he does is he either sits on the back shoulder when available 
or he sinks down into the midfield, taking space away from your man, uh, your mounts, your Havertz, and is just hanging out down there, allowing Timo to run up top for just a route one over the top ball. And I don't know. I mean, maybe that's how they want to play: is strikers providing over the top balls to wingers running into the box. If that's how they want to play, I guess fine. Whatever, do you, fam? I don't think it's going to work very well. If not, I what what I don't understand what the plan is here. Are we doing high flying wingers? Are we trying to control the midfield? I mean, Conte was seemed like he was pushed up higher than he prefers to really be standing on the outside of the eighteen yard box. Uh, trying to direct traffic. I don't think that's what Conte wants to do. And I don't think that's particularly what Frank wants him to do. And yet somehow this is the role. Giroud and Conte are standing next to each other while Kai's on the right and Werner is just running around up top doing whatever the hell he wants to do. I mean, I don't I don't see any structure in there. And I haven't seen any structure for 13 games now. I, I don't know what he wants them to do. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely got questions. I mean, it, it was interesting to you and I talk about it prior to this and, and take a step back and say, okay, let's, I mean, let's look at who they played, where these results are coming from. I mean, just look at the table. It says what it says. Yeah. What does it really mean? And as, as of now, it's their upper tier average. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, do you have any shouts for top, uh, top boy of the week? Oh, I guess uh, James Madison is going to be my my number one. He had um, he had a brace uh, over the weekend, um, and more specifically, he had a banger of a second goal. Uh, I think in like the eighty seventh minute, uh, top of the box, one of the corners wraps his left foot around it. Keeper dives, top spot, top corner, top drawer. You love to see it. Um, but yeah, no, he he was having some big joy in that in that three 0 win for Leicester. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the same match. I'm gonna give it to Jamie Vardy. He had a goal and assist. He was really creative. I mean, the guy just finds ways to be useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, Madison stole the show with some really nice goals, but I mean, Vardy is just the straw that stirs that drink. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, so Calvert Lewin's got what eleven, I think, on the year top uh, 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 top goal scorer. And with Vardy's goal, it puts him at ten, broken to double digits. So I've still got that pulling for. Uh, Golden boot for Jamie Vardy. Come on now. Wash, rinse, repeat. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we've we've already got two matches down for this initial week. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, Chelsea Wolves. Uh, Wolves obviously they they beat uh, Chelsea today, and City drew with Eastern European nightclub FC because, well, the world needs some goodness in it, and I'm afraid that we're going to lose a little bit of goodness as reports say that Slavon Bilic, even after a draw today, mm. is set to be sacked. But like we said, we'll put our feelers out there. We'll get our yep. uh, HR team on it and see if we can't can't open up a chair here at a top drawer studio. Yeah, he's always got a spot here. So the we've got two more days in this match week. We have tomorrow or for you today, Wednesday the 16th and Thursday the 17th. We have six matches on Wednesday and then two on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So let's run through. Let me let me grab a writing utensil here. Let me not knock over my uh, organic seltzer water onto my, my, uh, not great. my adapter here. Yeah. So 
Leicester and Everton, they're going to face off. We have Leicester at plus 107, Everton at plus 234, a draw. Basically the same money as Neverton win at 250. Mm-hmm. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to take Leicester here. Uh, coming off a 3-0 win. Everton, although they have that 1-0 win over uh, Chelsea in, over the weekend, I, I don't know. They just don't seem to have the gears to keep up with a high-flying Leicester, uh, Jamie Vardy squad. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same spot. Um, I could maybe see a down Brendan Rodgers match here um, where they just kind of have that let off. But... At the same time, I see um, I see Everton having that possible let off. Also, I have to pardon me. My uh, these will not be in order of kickoff time. That's what I'm trying to. No, they are yeah, okay. They are. they are. They're all one o'clock, one o'clock, one o'clock, and three o'clock. All right. So moving next, we're gonna have uh, Leeds hosting Newcastle, and this one's a really weird line for me. Leeds is a minus minus one thirty six. Newcastle's plus three sixteen. Mm. Now, doesn't surprise me that Leeds is favored. It surprises me that they're that favored. Leeds has not been in a great run right yeah. now. If I open up what the matchup odds are, or the matchup is telling me, I mean, just to see really, Newcastle had a nice little uh, nice little victory today. Newcastle has three wins and two losses in their last five. Leeds has three losses, a win, and a draw in their last five. Leeds at home is one, three, and two, with Newcastle away being two, one, and two. So there must be something weird. The on boogies this. know yeah. something, right? Yeah, it's something's odd on it. I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Leeds on this, but it's I don't know. It's one of those. Normally, when something looks too good to be true, it generally is. Uh, it is in this, um, but this is kind of the other way. I mean, if we're just if we're just taking money line, I mean, I'll take leads, but it would not surprise me if this was just a one nil, two nil Newcastle win. And I went, okay, that's why it was weird. Yeah, I mean, I in my heart of hearts, I, I feel Newcastle on this, and and I'm I'm kicking around the idea of, of thinking about a draw. I really don't see that happening, though. Leeds always tend to score at least one goal a game. Uh, Newcastle put up two last. So I'm going to take Newcastle here and just split it up a little bit. Just to start making some making some distance. Mm. Um, uh-oh, did I lose? Did I lose? Don't tell me I lost it. I didn't lose. This guy. Hang on. I thought I, I, thought I lost. Uh, Consummate professionals over here. I've got three screens, and I don't know if I'm using any of them uh, to the full capabilities. Arsenal, Southampton. This one, this one's weird. Also, yeah, I don't know I don't how like Arsenal. I don't know how Arsenal's favored in this, but they're plus one twenty to Southampton's two hundred three, which is just it's madness. To be fair, I I don't know. I I don't see Arsenal keeping up with uh, 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 back in the side Danny Ings at Southampton. I think Southampton's taking this yeah. one. You and me both. Ralph has got him humming. That's right. I'm not. I mean, don't even overthink it. Right. Fulham taking on uh, our godson Tariq Lamptey and West Brom. Uh, it's almost even money for them. Mm-hmm. Fulham's at uh, one eighty plus one eight seven, and uh, Brighton is at plus one fifty. Draws coming in at two thirty. Yeah, this is a this is this is almost just flip a coin at this point. Um, I'm gonna hit this one with a draw because I don't know, I don't see. Brighton putting up much of a fight. I think Fulham has a little letdown. 
uh, over there, uh, 1-1 with Liverpool from the weekend. So I'm going to take draw here. Yeah, it's an odd one. So Brighton's only got one win in their last five. They have two draws and two losses. Fulham, the near same, they have one win, one draw, three losses. However, Brighton is 0-3-3 at home. Uh, Fulham, not they're the same home or away, 1-4-1. Uh, I do kind of wrestle with the fact that, you know, they gave so much to Liverpool, and you want to say, well, you know, you saw something from them. They 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 had this cohesion. They went. They they were in front of their fans. They won't be in front of their fans. They will be in front of uh, a Brighton mm-hmm. crowd because they the South Coast. I believe it's just Merseyside, Southampton, and Brighton are allowed to still have um, fans as London has gone into Tier Three. Yep. I want to take a draw initially, but I think fans at home for Brighton and Fulham going on the road. I, I just I think Brighton gets it right at home mm. this time, so I'll take Brighton. Brighton to your draw. Alright, the battle of the different chickens, as my four year old said, except he knows who these chickens are. Liverpool take on Tottenham. At Liverpool, Liverpool's minus one twenty five. Tottenham is plus three thirty three. Yeah, this is like five to one odds right now. I don't quite understand the money on this. That seems I think a lot of this is going to be because Liverpool's at home. Liverpool will have fans. I mean And then is it is it Mourinho? Is it is it planning on him to park the bus? Yeah. But see, I don't know that I don't know that Mourinho this year is Mourinho of old. I don't think he this he's is not, this isn't I'm not, Mourinho I'm not United. Accusing, yeah. Right. I mean he's got Harry Kane and Hyunmin Song, right? I mean, so he's he's playing much different. If you would have given me this this exact game at Wembley with no fans, right? I'd probably take Tottenham. Um and I'm still kind of leaning that way, <laughs> to be fair. Um Tottenham just just play well and Liverpool off that Fulham. I mean, I know Klopp's going to be right down their throat this entire week about that. And then preparing for Tottenham. Um, yeah, the hell with it. I'm going Tottenham. There it is. So sticking with the good guys, Liverpool. Um, I just think they play up a lot and they play down a lot. Unfortunately, this is at home. 2000 fans is better than no fans. You know, that that Liverpool atmosphere, it might not be a huge one, but I think it'll be enough, hopefully, to gusto on the players. Mm. Um, could really use a, a player like Diogo Jata being available. Unfortunately, he's out six to eight weeks with a knee injury that he got in that last match in the Champions League, which, which is has love really sent shockwaves through the uh, Liverpool Twitterverse. But, you know, we shall... Uh, we shall endure. Indeed. All right. Last match on Wednesday is West Ham taking on Crystal Palace. West Ham's favored plus 107, and Crystal Palace is at plus 250. I think I've been taking – I haven't taken odds, I don't think, except for the Leicester match this entire uh, uh, pickums we're doing here. And I'm going to stick with that train, Crystal Palace, to steal this one away. Yeah. I – West Ham's in good form. They've got their their four of their last five with the one loss. Um, I 
it's just tough because you know you look at them; they're in seventh place. They're playing well, mm-hmm. but I don't know. David Moyes, West Ham doesn't just do it yeah, for you. Just, they don't doesn't tingle you. you where know, you Crystal itch. Palace yeah. probably has Crystal Palace probably has more talent. Yeah, you would say. I mean, at least at least going forward, they do. But I think that's probably just all surface. I'm sticking with West Ham. I'm going to take the chalk on it. Um, we'll see. Definitely not putting a mortgage. I mean, it's going to be it, a East London Soho down around the corner back alley uh, London Derby, whatever they call it there now. Fifteen yeah, of the them. parts of London that you normally don't go yeah. on uh, when you're on a tour, right? All right, so Thursday we've got two matches. Aston Villa, heavy favorites, minus 137 as they host Burnley at plus 380. Yeah, uh, Aston Villa. Burnley's yeah, not give good. Me, give me the small shin pads yep. too. I'll take it. And then the last match of the week, Chris Wilder and his single point. They get out the fine China to host Manchester United. Uh, Sheffield is plus 600. United is minus 225. <laughs> Are you going to keep taking those? Uh, no, no. Taking I, the, no? I'll, You're going to take Chuck? Well, I, I broke it with Villa, so I'll, I'll, I'll continue the trend, the new trend I've made. <laughs> yeah. Pay a little more money there. The United. All right. Same for I'm you. I'm here with United as well. So we do have, though, a second match week within the same week. Indeed. So we're going to jump ahead to Saturday, the 19th. This, is, um, this would where, be your, what is it? The eighth day of Hanukkah now, so this is your gift. Is instead That's of right. oil That's in your right. lamp, you have additional Premier League match weeks in the same week. You've got a. This one's weird. Let's hit the first one. So the first one is the continuous battle of the chickens. Mm-hmm. We've got Crystal Palace hosting Liverpool. Crystal Palace long money at plus five hundred. Yeah, Liverpool. is this the third week in a row we have chicken fighting now? Lots of chickens. Okay, lots of chickens. My four year old will be. Very pleased. Indeed. Um, Very pleased. So, yeah, I mean, this is a, a I, I think a, um, the old owl gets taken out uh, by the much spryer chicken of Liverpool. Chickens, we got owls, mm-hmm. we got it all. Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, Liver- yep. Liverpool here for me uh, does kind of worry me picking after a, a match like Tottenham and not seeing how it was. You always worry about letdowns and whatnot, but I think business trip, Liverpool will get it done. Here's one that might have to call some friends on and see what kind of action they can get us in on. Southampton hosts Man City. Southampton is plus 550. And Manchester City is plus or minus 225. Yeah, I, I like those odds, to be honest with you. If I look at this, it's giving me, and I don't know, I mean, this is this is showing bet 365 from the covers app that I'm on. Our over under is two and a half. Really, they're thinking Which is three probably goals. A, probably a decent line. I mean, we talked about City. They're only you know, there's only twice they've given up two. Everything else has been one or nothing. We also talked about the fact that they haven't been scoring much. Mm-hmm. And Southampton's been banging. I think the last their last two matches, three. I think they've scored three. Yeah. I'm taking. The long money in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, yeah no. One because I think they win. Yep. They'll have fans at home, presumably, and they're playing great. They they don't. I mean, they have their limitations as a squad, 
but I think they play within themselves, yeah. right? Yeah, they don't Again, overexert another, themselves. Another nice example of the system, right? Mm-hmm. You have good players, you're getting good results, but it's because you have the system. Uh, I'm taking Southampton, and yeah, I'm I'm in the boat. A too. phone, a phone call to a friend might also be in place to see if we can't ride some uh, something real on that. Yeah. All right, in the battle of uh, who's going to make the biggest mistake? Although Granite Jaka is out for the next three matches, which is so which will benefit Arsenal that. probably more it than will. him being on the pitch. It yeah. will greatly. Uh, Everton host Arsenal. Everton slight favorites. Uh, plus one thirty-seven Arsenal at plus one eighty-seven. Who you got? Yeah, I got I got Everton here. I mean, until Arsenal shows me something different, I don't know that I trust them to beat anybody that isn't below fifteenth place. I'm right there with you. I just they, I don't know if they can do anything. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think any goodwill that they had and things that they were doing is just completely destroyed. Aubameyang and Lacazette look like they just want to absolutely off themselves. Yep. I mean, they're their new boy, their monster in the midfield, Thomas Party. You know, we we saw what happened. He got rushed back. He got hurt again. It's not good. Well, let me and let it, me do a pause real quick here uh, before we get to this last game. Let's give a score line for Everton Arsenal as a tie break, huh? Just an odd case, yep. Yeah. Who you, all right, well, well, you leave. Yeah, you leave um, I expect Arsenal to get a goal, um, but I think Everton takes this one uh, 2-1. I think that it's 3-0 Everton. I don't think it's close. I think Arsenal really has the wheels start to fall off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at home with some fans, uh, Carlo being Carlo knowing that Arsenal is reeling, if you will. Uh, I think they really kind of try to exploit it, and they take them out. Yeah, I could see it. All right, so the last match on uh, Saturday is Newcastle hosting Fulham. Newcastle, slight favorites at uh, plus 137, Fulham at plus 200. Who you got? Yeah, I'm going to take Newcastle here. I mean, especially I have uh, Fulham losing uh, in their game prior on Wednesday, tomorrow, I believe. Um, so especially if they lose tomorrow, I, I don't see them doing anything but just sliding through the mud. I'm going to hit it with a draw. Um, Newcastle can can provide some nice results, but they always seem like they have like this meter, right? Where like they'll get some decent, like that's a nice Newcastle result. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yep. and they, they have to either scratch out a draw in a match that they probably should win, or they drop something that they probably should win. So I'll, I'm going to look for the points to be shared. Moving to Sunday, uh, Brighton is hosting Chris Wilder and his presumed still one point. Uh, they're big favorites, minus 138, Sheffield plus 400. I'm taking Brighton. Yeah, same. I don't, I don't know if you could pay me to take Sheffield at this point. Nope. Um, Tottenham, they're decent favorites at plus 105, hosting Leicester City. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't know that I see Leicester really carving up Tottenham as they te- as Leicester like to do with a little lower uh, league sides. Um, I think Tottenham's going to pull this one out, um, but I, I don't think it's going to be a runaway though. You know, maybe a, a two-one. 
1-0, something like that. I can see Vardy bagging one at the end for Leicester to make it a little tight, make Jose sweat a little bit, but uh, yeah, Tottenham. I'm going to look for Leicester here. I think, um, you know, everything I say about Leicester is all about their impending collapse. Yeah. I mean, but I just, I don't know. I, I feel like, is this a spot where maybe some matches and the gravity of some of the matches for Leicester or for Tottenham weigh on them if Liverpool do win? And even if they don't, even if Tottenham come out, I mean, this is back-to-back weeks with some really forward attacking play. Mm. Leicester's top, you know, what, Leicester's third, third Liverpool's second. I mean, that's a brutal run. Yeah, not great, especially, nice especially within like at, four days of each other, right? Right. Nice that they have them at home. But presumably Liverpool is going to put Tottenham through the paces, whether it's win, lose, or draw in that match. They should, provided they get off the bus compared to Fulham, mm-hmm. put them through the paces. Um, so I'm going to look for Leicester to, to nick a win here. Here's one for you. I'm sure it's something you're relishing watching, mm-hmm. but there's probably part of you in there that's like, please don't show up to first three or four weeks of the season. Yes. Leads. Manchester United hosts their friendly, friendly, friendly rivals, Leeds United. You guys are big favorites. Minus one, almost 160. Leeds plus 330. Yeah, I mean, as long as match week one, Leeds doesn't show up, I, I feel pretty comfortable with United, even the sloppiness that we're playing at now. Um, I, I think we'll be all right, especially seeing the, the Leeds that we've seen the last five, six weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking leads. I had, absolutely. I mean, They're just going to show up out of nowhere. It's weird because they do do that, and it's also a rivalry. Now, what's what's weird, though, without fans, because I don't think there's going to be fans. In no, you guys now. are Tier 3. The only ones that are going to have fans are but it, we're, Everton. It's not, it's not at United, is it? I think it's at think, Leeds. It's, no, it's at United. Or is it? No, it is at it's Leeds. It's at Leeds. I've been saying... This is what ha- I've said literally all of these wrong. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because I'm on an American website covers. Yeah. And they're because generally the team listed it. first is home in in Europe. In, yeah. God. No. But but yeah, so it's at least although I don't think there's gonna be fans, but but I don't know that the rivalry you know, it's been so long, right? Fans, unless you're an old hat, right? Players that change. I don't know that it means as much as it used to to everybody. Um, I just think Bielsa shows up. I think that crazy bastard just, and maybe their physical limitations are set in, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe their legs are so tired, like what normally happens. Yeah. Um. I got leads. I'm really pissed that all these are fucking back. That's all right. It's not all right. No, no. everything's wrong. It's all right for me. Terrible. I didn't right. do it. So last one on Sunday, we've got Eastern European Nightclub FC as dogs against hosts Aston Villa. I got that one there right that time. Villa's minus 105. Uh, Eastern European Nightclub FC is plus 270. Uh, yeah, I'm taking tiny shim pads here. Um, I don't know. West Brom, as much as we enjoy Slavon and Eastern European Nightclub FC, what are they, 18th, 19th? They're not good. Yeah, so I, good. I mean, tiny shim pads it is. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Take Villa. So also, I have to go back and tell you that I think um, in the Battle of the Chickens in midweek, so Wednesday, Liverpool is they are at Tottenham. Mm. So 
the Liverpool crowd will not be carrying them, which also makes this line a lot even it's even more strange. Well, and so and it wasn't that the there. match that I said if you gave me this uh, no fans at Wembley. It sure is. And I mean, so you took Tottenham anyway. It's basically believe, no fans so. at Wembley now. So, <laughs> yeah. It, so, so you took Tottenham yeah. anyways. You'll keep you on yep. it. But this is like really grinding my gears here. I'm going to have to find a new. We're going to have to have a new uh, website. Same thing I with, mean, it does, uh, in fact, say Brighton Hove Albion at Sheffield United. Right? It, it does oh, actually it sure does. say that right next to it. So, you know, you could just read it. It does. That. But I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the graphic and I'm just used to left to right. Yes, right yes, to yes. I understand. All right, so wrapping up match week 14 prior to Christmas um, will be uh, Monday the 21st. Burnley traveled to Molyneux to take on Wolves. Burnley at plus 250, Wolves at plus 125. I'll tell you, that's a closer odds than I would have expected. Um, I'm still taking Wolves. I, I, I don't know that Burnley really have it in them anymore, but uh, yeah, it's a lot closer yeah, I'm there than too, I unless it was going to be. Unless Deitch draws up one of those really cool own goal plays mm-hmm, for Wolves, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure what they got. And then the last match of the week, uh, Chelsea uh, travel just down the way to West Ham, and uh, 700 Chelsea's point big favorites. favorites. Yeah, big favorites. Yes, so you're minus two thirty nine for Chelsea and plus four sixty for West Ham. I mean. We've been we've been talking about it, you know. What's the defining moment for Chelsea? And same thing for for Man City. Is Chelsea massive favorites against West Ham on a Monday night? Matt, uh, something to build on? I don't know, but I think Chelsea do end up squeaking it out. So I mean, if we trust the chart, right? If you trust the chart, this is a draw because they're West Ham seventh, presumably. Yeah, uh, I'm taking West Ham. I just. I don't know. I mean, this would be one of those throw a tenner on some nice value. I guess my thought being is, is just that Chelsea look like they might play down and West Ham have been sneaky in a lot of these games. They, they, they're well drilled. Moyes is, you know, he's, I don't want to wax too poetic over them, but they, they seemingly are playing within themselves, kind of like you see with Southampton mm. with less talent, uh, and they're getting the results. So maybe look, maybe look for a draw here. But why not just ride it and take? Uh, I'm going to take West yeah, Ham all the way. Take the points. All right. Well, I've got this. I've got some serious work to do tomorrow, where I'm going to be driving to the other side of the state. But at some point, I will be putting together a graphic to where we can kind of put this up and we can uh, display our our uh, choices mm. to the world and we'll have a running tally on it so everybody can can either uh, put their mortgage on what we pick or I don't know. They probably shouldn't do that. Probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. Our, our lawyers have assured us that if you follow that advice, we're not liable if you lose. Um, I just don't feel good around Christmas time setting people up to fail like that. No, so but you know, if you have that, that one cousin or, or nephew or, or great aunt that's just been on the nerves, you know, take that hundred dollar Amazon gift card you were going to stocking stuff them with, and you know, just put it on the line. Leads Newcastle, Newcastle getting uh, three hundred points on that. I don't know. Give it to Newcastle. See what happens. 
Yeah, just ride it, yeah. right? Just ride it. All right, well, you want to hit them with the business, and then we can uh, make our way out of here for the night? Yeah, so uh, you can contact us, email us with any questions. If you want more sage advice on betting, uh, you can get us at uh, topdoorpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us and DM us and, and talk to us at our socials uh, at uh, Top Drawer Pod on Instagram, at Top Drawer Pod on Twitter, and Top Drawer Podcast at Facebook. Um, there we're posting a bunch of memes, a bunch of updates, uh, you know, pictures of us watching the games and whatnot. Uh, it's a community we're trying to build there, and it's also a place that you can reach out to us uh, pretty quickly um, uh, if you have any questions or if you just want to talk to us about anything that we've brought up. Um, yeah, just. Whatever you do, just be sure that you're uh, subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and following, I believe is what it's called, on Spotify and Pandora. Uh, This way it automatically brings up new episodes that we drop directly to your feed so you see them the minute that they become available. Uh, And to be fair, it helps us out also. Um, So we greatly appreciate that. And uh, I think you guys will enjoy uh, having those podcasts pop up right in front of you. Yeah, you got to work smarter, not harder, right? All right, everybody. Well, enjoy the football. It's coming up again for our uh, our Jewish friends. Um, happy Hanukkah, uh, everybody else out there. We'll 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 throw our Christian plaudits and our our uh, capitalist plaudits and and holiday celebrations at you next week. Mm. Um, but so, in for the time being, let's all just enjoy this festive fixture compact schedule hopefully all of our teams make it out and we still have players to field <laughs> competitive teams with Would at be the nice. end of it good thing we don't have uh any impending um international breaks until March. Oh, thank right? the good lord above just in time to compete with our champions league and, and europa league conquest so anyways i'm adam i'm alex and this is top drawer <laughs>